the ICC Imara podcast. Here at ICC Imara, we're all about connecting people to God and to each other, challenging believers to Christ-likeness and changing the world. From wherever you're listening, we hope you'll be encouraged by this message. preparing yourself for a new beginning because God is about to do a new thing in your life and it is a beautiful time just to hear from God just to walk with God in our new season last week we looked at the question how do we move from where we are to where God wants us to be and I pray that uh, you have been considering this in your small groups or even you as an individual and asking yourself, how do I move to where God wants me to be? I want to believe that the Lord has been speaking to you and you are following this series keenly because uh, there is something that is there for you as an individual as God walks with you. It is my prayer that... Uh, God is going to help us because on our own, where or how can we find the way? The only way that we can find the way to God and where he wants us to be is by listening to him and keenly uh, walking with him so that we can be where he wants us to be. In Joshua chapter 1 and verse 2, God told Joshua to prepare the people to enter the promised land. Now, remember that this was a time when Jordan was, uh, you know, flooded. It was full to capacity. And God chooses this time and he tells Joshua, my servant Moses is dead. Now wake up and prepare my people and I am going to, you know, to cross them over to the promised land. There was nothing short of a miracle because there was no way that they were going to be able to cross over. But God chooses a time that seems impossible for man to fulfill the promise that he has for each one of us. And it could look, uh, you know, impossible for you, for me. It would look like it is not going to work. It would look like uh, perhaps it's time to give up. There is nothing more left for us. But God is speaking to us and he is saying, wake up because it is time for me to fulfill my promise to you. So today, today we are going to look at how do we prepare for a miracle. And most of the time we sit back and wait. We wait for God to usher us into the land of milk and honey. But in Joshua chapter 1 and verse 10 and 11, Joshua after listening to God, ordered the officers of the people. And the scriptures tell us, he said, go through the camp and tell the people, get your surprise ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord God is giving you for your, for your own. And it is so interesting 
that uh, despite God giving this assurance that uh, I am going to now cross my people over to the promised land, there was an element of preparedness for the people themselves. And that is why Joshua, as a leader, following God's <clears throat> instructions, he tells the people, it is time for you to wake up and gather your supplies. There is an element that uh, people needed to prepare themselves uh, to cross over. In other words, uh, though the miracle is coming from God, we have our part to play to prepare ourselves so that God can take us. So although God had told Joshua that, uh, you know, he was the one who was going to lead the people, Joshua understood that there was a part for him as a leader to play and for the people themselves uh, to play in readiness on what God was about to do. Many times uh, we are not ready. Many times uh, we, 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 we are not prepared and we find ourselves that God wants to do things in our lives, but we are not ready. We are not ready for the miracles of God in our lives and we may miss the opportunities to experience uh, God's presence and miracles in our life. So what do we need to do to prepare ourselves? The task that confronted uh, Joshua and the people required preparedness. And Joshua had learned from Moses because early on in the book of Numbers chapter 13 verse 1 and 2, the Lord said to Moses, send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. And Joshua was acting at this particular time on the precepts of the scriptures as he was commanded by God in verse 7 to 8, having seen it, having seen his mentor Moses, having seen that though God had made the promise, Moses had to send spies to prepare the way and so that they can understand where they are going. So, we, we, we needed to explore our lives and we needed to ask ourselves, what is it that God wants to do in our lives and how do we need to prepare ourselves for, uh, you know, for what God is about to do in our lives? So I want us to look at the principles of preparedness. And from there, we will read the book of Joshua chapter 2, verse 1 to 14, and then verse 24. The scriptures say in Joshua 2.1, Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretary, sent two spies from Shittim. Go look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rehab and stayed there. The king of Jericho was told, Look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab. Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house because they have come to spy out the whole land. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. At dusk, when it was time to cross the city gate, they left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid out on the roof. So the men set out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of the Jordan. 
And as soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gate was shut. Before the spies lay down for the night, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given this land to you and that a great fear of you has fallen on us, so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the, the waters of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to Sihon and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our heart, our heart sunk, and everyone's courage failed because of you, for the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. Hallelujah. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them and that you will save us from death. Our lives for your lives, the men assured, our lives for your life, the men assured her, if you don't tell what we are doing, we will treat you kindly and faithfully when the Lord gives us the land. Verse number 24. They said to Joshua, the Lord has surely given the whole land into our hands. All the people are melting in fear because of us. Hallelujah. You know, while Joshua had uh, the promises of God's deliverance, he had not been given instructions on how God was going to carry out this, 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 the, the, the whole uh, thing of uh, crossing the Jordan. He didn't know which method God was going to use, but he knew that God is going to be with the people. He knew that uh, they were going to cross over to the promised land. How? He did not know. He knew it was in three days, and, um, uh, you know, he needed to prepare himself, and he started thinking, I am the leader. How do we go on, uh, uh, you, you know, to, to, to cross the Jordan. And so he sent out spies to gather information concerning the enemy's preparedness and defenses. So while we trust in God, while we know that God is going to perform miracles in our lives, he expects us to use the resources that he has given to us. He expects us to use our wisdom. He expects us to use the, our preparedness with the resources. Remember what Joshua told the people, go and gather for yourself. Get yourself ready because in three days we are moving on. And God is saying, I am ready for you to cross the Jordan. Go gather yourself together. Get your supplies together because we are going on a journey. And I don't know how you are preparing yourself for what God is about to do or you're just sitting back and waiting for God to come and take you to the land of milk and honey. And so we must learn that God is going to use what we have 
God is going to use what we have to take us to the next level for the miracle to happen. And yes, we trust in God, but we must remember that the resources that we have, the wisdom that we have, the training that we have, the education that we have, the qualifications that we have, the experiences that we have, God needs them so that uh, he can prepare us for the miracle that is about to happen in our life. And it is up to you to realize that God is calling on to you and to remain prepared. So I want us to look at uh, some principles of preparedness. And principle number one is never, never presume. Never presume. While faith in the Lord's provision is a basic principle. Yes, we know. It is a basic principle in, you know, in preparedness for, for the miracle that is about to happen in your life. It should never lead to us presuming on God's decrees or sovereign actions. Yes, we know he is on our side. He has given us his word, but we must not make a presumption. We must prepare ourselves and tell God, yes, here we are. We are ready. I have everything, every resource that you have given to me. Where do I go from here? Because in faith, we must look for principles of scripture principles of scripture that might be applicable, uh, you know, a principle that gathers information or facts that are needed to make wise decisions. And so you want to make a decision on your business, on your family, on, on, on something new that you're about to get into. Do you look into what resources that you have? Do you look through the scriptures and you ask yourself, what is it that God has given to me that will be a word of assurance, a word of promise that is going to help me in this miracle that God is about to perform in my life? So then based on those biblical principles and facts that are known to you that you have learned, then you can make a move going ahead, trusting in the provision of the directions that the Lord is taking you. The Bible says in Luke 14 and verse 31, suppose a king is to go to war against another king. Will he not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one that is coming against him with 20,000? You know, these are principles that are there in the scriptures. Yes, God is going to perform miracles and we trust him, but we must make due consideration because God is going to use the resources that he has given to us. He is going to use the wisdom that he has already given to us to perform the miracles that we need in our life. There are principles that have been used by other men in the scriptures. Nehemiah did exactly this. He went out at night and he went to scout around the wall of Jerusalem to see the extent to which it had been destroyed and the preparedness of those who would oppose the project that he was about to start. Principle number two, focus on God. Focus on God. You know, when we know the promise of God over our situation, we also must keep our mind away from the problems and the challenges that we may face, uh, you know, getting to where God wants us uh, to go. Because we can be 
uh, overcrowded by the challenges, by the problems, we can start seeing that, wow, to get there, we need to climb the following mountains. The, and we start seeing how high the mountains are. We may have to go down deep into the valleys before we, we rise up again. And we may start looking at the steepness of the valleys. But God wants us to keep focus on him. You know, and uh, we, we, God is asking us, yes, I have made the promise, but I want you to be prepared in your mind and in your heart. You must encourage yourself that I am with you and I'm holding your hand. So keep your focus, your compass is God himself because he has given his word and his word is the assurance that we need. So we do uh, keep the focus on God through the eyes of faith, through the, the promises of God through biblical principles that we can learn by reading the word of God. Remember last time we talked about, uh, you know, indulging ourselves uh, uh, in, in the word of God daily and making it a discipline that we practice daily. And uh, of course, also in looking into the purposes of why God is sending us where he is sending us and why he has chosen the particular place that he wants us to go. So this preparedness needs uh, to keep uh, uh, you know, our eyes on the ball. And in this case, we are looking on to God. We are listening to him daily. We are reading the scriptures and we are asking him, where is it that you are sending us? How do we get there? What do we need to carry with ourselves? And surely this is a great principle that will help us to go with God where he wants us to go. With wisdom, God can show us where, you know, how to keep focused on him. He keeps, you know, encouraging us daily. For Joshua, it was Jericho. That was where he needed to focus on. Remember what he said. He said, especially Jericho. Then Joshua 2.1, it says, Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. Go look over the land. And he said, especially Jericho. Why Jericho? Because it was one of the most formidable fortresses. It was a city that anybody who wanted to subdue that land needed to take in first. Conquering this city would give, you know, the, the people of Israel a, a, a stronger foothold into this particular land. You first of all go and take, uh, you know, the city where the defenses of the enemy are. You know, we must uh, realize uh, that uh, there are things that we need to ask ourselves. What do we need to focus on? You know, knowing the weakness of your enemy and capitalizing on it and choosing your priorities, identifying your niche. You don't just go and you start shooting wildly. You focus on where God wants you to go and the things that you must take in first so that you can be able to realize the miracle of God. And I know that God is going to help us. You know, we don't go and apply for everything that is available. We look at our strengths. We look at where God has equipped us and we will see that in a little while. Principle number three is pray for wisdom. Pray for wisdom. James 1.5 says, If anyone of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given. 
it will be given to him. We need wisdom to assess. We need wisdom to evaluate. We need, uh, uh, you know, wisdom to, to lay consideration of the situation that is surrounding us. We need to know and to understand where we are so that we can find a way of where we are going. How do we do this? We need uh, to know, uh, you know, uh, uh, to understand where we need to go. We need uh, to understand God's calling in our lives because all these are markers. These are indicators of where God wants us to go. Uh, we, we, we need uh, to appreciate our gifts and our talents so that we are not trying to do things that we are not gifted in because God is, will first of all equip us and then he is going to show us where we need to go. And it is important for us, I will repeat there and say, we need to, to know where we, we, we are going. We need to understand God calling in our lives and our gifts and talents. We also need to understand our weaknesses. What is it that I am not too strong on? And you know that if this is part of the handles that I must pass through, I need help in this area. And you start to, to prepare yourself to find people who will work with you in your areas of weakness. We, we must also understand and appreciate hindrances that may come our way. What is it? And give it consideration so that it not... It doesn't appear before you as a surprise, but you have prepared yourself that these hindrances would come, and if they come, this is the way I'm going to tackle them. And then also we have to consider the circumstances and the forces that we are facing. Once we understand these things, then it becomes easy for us to find our way to where God wants us to go because we know our strengths, but we are also not ignorant of our weaknesses. And this is very important because these are the things, remember we said we need to pray. These are now the things that we really needed to, to ask God, help us in our weakness, strengthen us, send us angels that will walk with us, uh, you know, through this. And this, we, we, with this, we can be able to establish the plans that we have to put in place. We will be able to set our goals and our objectives along with priorities and be able to attack our problems accordingly while resting on God's intervention and, um, and, and direction. The book of Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 1 says, To man belongs the plan of the heart, but from the Lord comes the reply of the tongue. And we need to realize that sometimes we also can be overtaken by our own thinking and our own preferences. We must, when we do all these things, we must always consider and ask God, am I still within your plan? Where do you want me to go? These are the plans of my heart, but would you direct my feet? Would you give me a word in season so that I am not out of your way? So we... We start with the things that are most important and we work on them one by, by, by one and we ask God, would you walk with us in this new destination that you are taking me, in this new place, in this new season that I have not walked through before. I am relying on you to walk with me. I am uh, trusting you. And uh, there are areas that we needed to work on as we await on God's miracles. And number one is the spiritual need. 
need. And this is our relationship with God. For us to hear God and for us to walk with God, we need uh, to, to be able to, to, to work on our relationship with Him. It is so important because if our relationship with God is not right, then we will not be able to hear him. But we must, as we await on God, as we work on uh, what uh, on how God is asking us to work on, as we prepare ourselves to cross our Jordans, we must remain in tune with God. The second thing that we must also work on is the physical needs. What do I need now? What do I need today to survive today? What do I, how do I need to equip myself? These are important things and we must be in tune in the spirit so that God can reveal yourself, uh, can reveal to you uh, what you need what you need to prepare yourself, uh, you know, physically. Because God wants you uh, strengthened as a soldier of Christ. He wants you a lot. He doesn't want a fatigued soldier. He wants someone who is prepared and knows that God is coming my way and I must remain alert. This is what Joshua told the people. Prepare yourself. Put your supplies together. What do you need to go on this journey? And uh, sometimes God will send us away from our place of comfort. What do we need uh, to go with uh, physically? I think the other thing that we need is to consider is the family needs, the relationships and provision for the family. Because even as we wait on God, you must have the support of the family and you must be in a good relation with the family. You must ask yourself, what are my immediate needs? What are my, 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 my mid-term needs and the long-term needs? And you must, uh, you know, so decide the support of the family that God has given to you and consider, uh, you know, the season and sit down together as a family and say, how has this season been? Where have we had? What, what have we lost? What are our needs right now? Because uh, those things, if they are not considered at uh, an agreed uh, family platform, they can become a hindrance. They can blind us in uh, seeing what God wants to do for us. We can be blinded in seeing God working uh, in, in our lives individually because you need the support of uh, the, the people who are close to you as God is taking you into the new season. So I want to encourage families, sit down together and ask yourselves, what is it that we have gone through? What do we need God to do for us as a family? And we can rally support behind uh, daddy or mommy or whoever that God seems to be opening a new horizon for. And even as we await our own uh, 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 new, new season, maybe God has already spoken about a particular person and we need to rally behind them and give them the necessary support so that the success is not just about an individual, but the success is for all of us as a family. We need to think about our church life. How do I continue serving my church? Because this is where you find God. This is, uh, this is how you encounter God. Uh, you know, you're not just thinking about uh, me, my family. You're also thinking about uh, how about serving God? How about giving back? Are you involved in the, in the, in the life of your church? 
And how are you serving? Because this is where God is going to meet you in the field as you thresh the wheat. This is where God is going to meet you. This is how God is going to open opportunities because he can see despite my situation, I am continuing to be faithful. I am serving him and I'm not seated back there sulking and, uh, and saying what I have lost. I have continued to remain faithful to God. And then, of course, you have to think about your personal calling. This is an area where, as an individual, where is it that, yes, God has called me to do many things, and I can be able to do so many things together with others, but there is a particular thing that God is calling me into. Maybe you have been called into the marketplace evangelism to connect with the CEOs and, uh, and, 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 and people who necessarily do not go to church or, or just your colleagues at work. Maybe that is your calling. Maybe your calling is in something else. And God has given us gifts and talents. And we must consider all these things because they are important in understanding where God is taking us. Let me draw a conclusion to today's lesson, and we'll continue to learn many things. But uh, let me draw this conclusion by saying that the miracles of God are performed within ordinary circumstances. Many times we are waiting for thunder and storm to come. We are waiting to see the lightning and we are waiting to see God, you know, in this magnificent manner that he is going to come so that I may know that it is God who is coming and within God's plan. And the lesson that we have learned today or the scriptures that we have read today are key to us. When the spies went into Jericho, who received them? They were received by a woman who was really not very well considered in society, just based on uh, her trade and what she was doing uh, for life. And who would have imagined that God would use such a woman? Who would have imagined that God would direct men like this who are on a God mission to go into a prostitute's house? Well, you need a lot of courage. You need a lot of courage. I don't know how they, they must have been directed by the Spirit of God. Because they go in into this uh, prostitute's house and uh, the scriptures uh, 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 tell us when we listen to her words, when she is speaking, she reveals, uh, you know, um, uh, all the fears of, of, of the people of the city of Jericho, she starts to tell them that we have heard how God dried the sea. We have heard how you conquered kings in the east of Jordan, and we are terrified. This is the truth. We are. We may appear on the face as if we are putting up a spirited fight, but we are fearful of you. We are dreading you coming our way. And that was very important uh, information. So I want you to understand that God will use ordinary circumstances and he is going to use ordinary people. For the Israelites, it was through this harot named Rahab who would have imagined, uh, you know, a despised woman that God would use her to save a nation. So be on the lookout and watch out for ordinary people. 
extraordinary circumstances that God may use to open doors for your long-awaited miracle. Because God works in normal situations of life. Don't ignore the leads that God is giving to you as you await for this big thing to happen. Don't ignore leads that God is taking you through, maybe to, uh, you know, to just very ordinary people who are casually just giving you ideas. Don't ignore them because that could be the door that God is using. Maybe the person who is asking you, you know, questions. Have you ever considered doing this? Have you ever realized that you're good in doing this? You, you know, and, and probably you're looking at them, they are uneducated and you're wondering, what do you know for life? And God may use that person to just point to you the call that he has for you, the miracle that he has for you. Because he uses no more experiences and he counts on us to step out, to trust in him, to use us and to lead us in the way he wants us to go. Miracles happen in ordinary circumstances. It is a new season. It is a new thing to learn that God may be out there calling and wanting to use us in the way he has directed or, or in the places that he wants us to go and in the paths that he has for us. And we are going to look into embracing the victories that God is giving to us and embracing them and how we are going to conquer and going forward because it's a new season and God is with us. But you must begin with him. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm speaking to you who must receive Christ as Lord and Savior because he is the way, the truth, and the life. You will not find the destiny of your life unless you are walking with the Lord. And for us who have been walking with God, we must ask him to help us to remain on course, not to be ignorant of the things that he is sending our way. So I'm going to pray and I'm going to be asking God to help you to be courageous, to be strong, and to make a decision to follow him. And you will see that there is a way that God has set apart for you, and it is a good way, even though it doesn't look so right now. If you're going to make a decision this morning as to follow Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you, would you pray this prayer with me? Lord Jesus, I've heard the word of God. And I know that I want to be on your side. I acknowledge that I am a sinner and I need Jesus to forgive my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I receive you, Lord Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. Would you now direct my steps from today hence? In Jesus' name, amen. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for the word that you have given to us. I pray that, Lord God Almighty, you will walk with us. You will walk with us in our weakness. You will walk with us in our confusion. You will help us in this new season. We are looking forward to a miracle that you have promised you are going to perform in our life. But Lord Jehovah God Almighty, we want to be in a state of preparedness. And we pray that you will help us, O Lord God, that we may not be looking for the thunder and the great things, but we must listen to the still voice of the Holy Spirit. Lord God, help us to remain attentive 
even to simple ways that you use to direct our steps. I pray for each one of us, O Lord God, that though we may have gone through uh, difficult times during this season, that we may awaken to what you're about to do in our lives. Would you prepare us in our minds and in our hearts and physically so that we are following you and we may hear you when you call. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. Amen. for listening. We hope this message has blessed you. If this ministry has impacted your life, you can help us reach others by partnering with us. You can give through our website iccimar.org/give. Be sure to subscribe to enjoy more messages like this. Have a great week.